Welcome to Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. This is podcast number 194, and the title is, What is the Gift of Faith? Before we get started, let's pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to move in and take control. Father, once again, I come to you in the name of Jesus, asking for your divine touch, your guidance in this podcast today, and I submit to the Holy Spirit and ask for your leading and direction. And I ask, Lord, that today people would be touched in a special way to understand what the gift of faith is all about. Lord, your word has so many examples to help us to have greater faith, to have faith that's effective and powerful. So I believe that today the Holy Spirit can do what only He can do, and I pray that you would touch me as I bring this message. pray that you would bless those who are listening in today. And as I read your scriptures, I believe there's going to be power that's going to come forth from them, and I'll thank you for that in advance. Now I ask for a divine touch for those people who are maybe questioning faith and wondering if it's real or not, or they have doubts about it, that you would do what only you can do, and that is to break through that feeling or that thought that they have and reveal yourself to them. May your word become alive in their thoughts. And I thank you for it in advance and give you the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, there's sometimes when I do a podcast that I get excited. There's other times when I'm kind of like a little soft and not necessarily wound up about something, but I am really excited about today's podcast. And the reason I am is because I believe that God wants us to have faith and operate in faith and work in faith and speak in faith and do things in faith that we thought was impossible. And I believe that you're going to make that happen today, Lord. So with this teaching, I believe something special is going to break through and I'll be careful to give you the praise for it. So with that, let's just get into today's podcast. The title, What is the Gift of Faith? Now to correctly answer the title of this podcast, we need to look at a few passages of scriptures. In this session, we will address where we receive our faith, and we will look at how Jesus perfects faith in Christians. So let's start with Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10 in the New Living Translation. Verse number 8, God saved you by his grace, and when you believed, and you can't take credit for this, it is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. I'm going to talk a lot about works and talk a lot about how people sometimes think that they can earn something from God or somehow buy it or whatever it might be. But today we want to talk about the faith that God has placed in our hearts and that he saved us by his grace. So that's what verse number eight says here. God saved you by his grace. It says when you believe, that means when you had the faith to believe and you can't take credit for it, which means it's something you haven't earned. It's something that you can't say, well, I've now worked really hard. I've been a good person. So now I'm sure going to get a grace. You see, because you can't get it that way. It's a gift, it says, from God. Salvation is not a reward for good things. So this scripture tells us so much about how to receive our faith and where our faith comes from. Now, faith is wonderful. It's glorious. It's phenomenal to have that operating in our life. But it's God's grace that saves us. Because of Hebrews 12.2, we see how faith works in our life. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 told us that God saved us by his grace when we believed. That means when we had faith. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. So we've learned how we receive grace. But now in Hebrews in chapter 2, we see how faith is operating our life. And so in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, it says that Jesus is the author of our faith, the perfecter 
of our faith. Now, different translations use different words, but I'm going to use the words author and perfecter. You see, the word author means one who originates something, and an author is a person who is creating something. The word perfecter means that there is someone who is completing or one who finishes something in our life. Now, so if Jesus is the author and the perfect of our faith, then he brings the faith to us and he also then helps us to maintain that faith. So what this tells me is that Jesus creates faith and he keeps it working in us. Now, this also tells me that our faith cannot be taken from us. When we struggle with our faith, we need to read Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, that Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. He not only helps us receive it, but then he helps us live it. And if we're still struggling with understanding whether we have grace in our life or whether we have faith in our life or not, let's go to Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 where Paul is writing and he says this, he says, and I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So Paul is giving us help to understand that when we struggle with maybe our faith or struggle with wondering if God's grace is really on our life, we need to go back and realize that He who has begun, that's God, that's the Holy Spirit who moved on you, and that's that he gave grace to us as a gift. And then Jesus is is then the author, he says, of our faith, and then he perfects our faith, so it's an ongoing thing. So then Paul writes in Philippians, he says, and I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished. So it will be completed, it will be finished in Jesus' name. Of course, we need to understand that the Holy Spirit plays a huge role in our faith. And so let me make a comment about that. The Holy Spirit helps us with our faith by comforting us and guiding our walk with God. Now, the definition of faith in Jesus Christ is unique only to Christians. All religions have a form of faith in some God, but they do not serve our God, who is the only God of grace. Now, some religions believe that people must work or earn their way to their God's blessing. They believe if they do something good and are a kind person, a nice person, treat people well, that their God will offer enlightenment or a form of spiritual connection. Now, those following other gods feel that their good works will produce good people and somehow they're going to get their reward. Well, that's just not the way the Bible describes our God. Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, the God of grace, the God who gives grace to those who do not deserve it. And that's an amazing fact that we've got a place in our heart. The Apostle Paul wrote something that we need to read about our faith and our works. We find it in Ephesians chapter 2 and 8.10. It's very easy to understand. I've already read that scripture to you. And what it tells us basically is that we receive the gift of faith from God's gift of grace. Receiving faith is not a negotiation between God and man. You see, in the field of negotiating, because I was a negotiator at times when I was a real estate developer and when I was a banker, and it goes like this. When you try to negotiate with someone, you need to have something to offer them. But you see, we have nothing to offer God. We can't negotiate with God for our faith and for our forgiveness, but we're just ordinary people. We have nothing to offer. You see, we are born in this world as sinners. Nothing we do can purchase faith from God. Faith is not for sale. Grace is not for sale. Now, this reminds me of a person in our church where I pastored for 20 years. He would come up to me after service and hand me a check. It was payable to our church. And then he'd say something like this, this is my admission fee to heaven. 
Now, I try to correct his statement, but he continued to say it. He just could not understand. See, he was a believer in Jesus Christ, and he knew Jesus Christ, but he felt that somehow he had to pay money to the church in order to guarantee a spot for him in heaven. Well, he had just received some really bad teaching at one time or another, and I was never able to convince him of that, but I knew for certain that he had given his life to Jesus Christ. He was just confused in that other area, so I can't condemn him or say that he didn't make it to heaven. That's not right. I'm not his judge. But God believed this man served God and loved God and was very faithful to the house of God and helped other people. He just had a little misunderstanding. So let's be careful. We don't persecute people and ridicule people because maybe they have some area of doctrine that may be incorrect in their walk with God. Now let's move on. We cannot tell God, all right, okay, now I'm ready for grace or now I'm ready for faith. So God, just give it to me. I'll do whatever you want, but this is what I want to have. I've been good and I paid my tithe. Now I deserve greater faith. You see, faith is a gift from God. It's not something we can purchase. And even though this man was confused in that area, I believe in his heart, he knew he was kind of kidding around, but he understood the right way to receive God's forgiveness and his grace. Now in John chapter 6 and verse 44, we receive our salvation, it says, through the Holy Spirit drawing us. And it says there very clearly in John 6, 44, that the Spirit of God has to come upon us in order to draw us to Jesus Christ. Now sadly, not everyone is willing to receive the Holy Spirit's drawing them in. Therefore, they will not receive the gift of faith. They reject God's grace. Some people try to get something by saying they deserve it. They might say they deserve salvation or faith or God's blessing. Now, we must never say that we deserve spiritual things, spiritual gifts. What we deserve, quite frankly, is hell and damnation from God. But we serve a God through his love and his grace. He gives us faith for our salvation and he gives us his grace. And praise be to God for his righteousness. Now, for those who struggle with having faith, and that happens a lot. Quite frankly, there's many times I'll go out for coffee with someone and sit with them and chat for a while, and they'll say something like that. I just struggle with my faith. I don't think I have the faith to believe. Or there's an illness in their family, and they say, I don't know how to pray for that because I just can't believe. Well, let me give you a solution to dealing with that because I believe the solution is to get God's word about faith into our hearts and into our thoughts each and every day. You see, every time you need faith for something, go to God's word and find the answer. Let me give an example. When I was diagnosed with an incurable cancer, the word of God brought life, hope, and comfort and showed me a future and a plan for my life. When I got into his word, what the doctor said didn't seem to mean much to me because I knew that God had a greater plan. As a matter of fact, when the doctor looked at me and he said, you may only have six months to live, I looked right back at him in his face and I said, so you're trying to scare me with heaven. What I was really saying is that my faith is stronger than a cancer diagnosis, that my faith is what I believe in and that's where I put my trust. And so my faith in God is greater than what man has to say to me. Now, my wife and I decided to get a pact made with God that we would simply believe for healing. We wouldn't accept anything less. And we prayed over the chemo medication. 
We prayed over the scriptures and believed that the scriptures were our promise because I started writing down a lot of scriptures and felt that these are the ones that I want to live my life by. But specifically, we prayed over the chemo medication that was prepared for us. You see, we told the nurses at the hospital when they were mixing up my injections that they were preparing something like Jesus prepared when he put mud in the eyes of the blind man and the blind man was healed. So we told our nurses that God would use what they prepared to heal my body. And then within a couple weeks, healing flowed through my body and I was healed. As a matter of fact, you might want to look at that story. Let's take a second and read the story found in John chapter 9 and verse number 1. As I read this, I want you to think about any physical ailment you might be having in your life or that someone else you know is going through a physical challenge and they're taking medications or taking some kind of drug or treatment plan. But let's listen to, look at this story and see what Jesus had to do. It's found in John chapter 9, verses 1. I think we may go up to verses 5 or 6 or 7. I'm not sure. Let's see how the Holy Spirit leads us. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, was this man born blind because of his own sins or his parents' sins? Well, see, the evidently what we're seeing here is the disciples thought, well, that's the only way he could be blind was that basically it was because there was some kind of sin in his life or his parents. Jesus said in verse 3, it was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus said. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the task assigned to us by the one who sent us. Now, let me take a minute and stop there. When Jesus said, this happened so the power of God could be seen in him, when people would tell me, why did you get the diagnosis of cancer? How come this happened in your life? I thought you were a man of faith or something like that. I would say, well, I like the story where Jesus talks about healing the blind man. You see, because he said, this happened so the power of God could be seen in him. So I went around telling everyone that I knew, believers, that the reason I'm going through what I'm going through was because God would be glorified in it, that people would see the power of God working in my life. And this diagnosis would be just simply that, a diagnosis. It would not be able to take my life. And we believed in Jesus' name that I was healed and God completed that healing work. Now let's move on to a little bit further in this text. Jesus went on to say that the night is coming when he won't be around. He says, but while I'm here in the world, I am the light of the world. In verse six, listen to this. Then he spit on the ground made mud with the saliva and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. Now, let's stop and think about that for a second. Jesus basically prepared what was important to show the man that I've got the power and I'm going to place my healing touch on your body and go down there and wash it out. That was a step of faith. See, this man was having mud placed up in his eyes. Put yourself in that spot. You go into the doctor and you're having a problem with your eyes and then he spits in some dirt, makes mud and he puts it on your eyes. You're going to be walking out of that place saying, I'll never come back to this nut again. Well, you'd probably be right to do that. But in the case of Jesus, he made the mud and he showed the man that this was an act of faith, that if you'll go do what I tell you to do and go wash this mud out of your eyes, then you'll be healed. And the man did wash it out of his eyes and he was healed. So we took that 
mud that was prepared and the significance of that. And we claim that in Jesus' name for the medication that was being placed on my body. So you might want to just use this. It's an example that I think could be a blessing to you. And that is if you're taking medication, you and someone else agree that this is like the medication or the mud that Jesus placed in the man's eyes and he was healed. And the reason you've got this illness, the reason you're going through this illness, use this story, is because others will see God's power at work in your life when you're healed. Now, I tell you, if you can do that, if you can just simply face those challenges by believing that God will use the medication to heal you and that God will also use your act of faith to do what you're supposed to do in his word, to believe and to have faith and to pray with other people, take those steps of faith and you'll be healed in Jesus' name. As a matter of fact, I'm going to pray right now and ask that there's anyone listening in to this podcast and you have any kind of sickness or illness, that Father, in the name of Jesus, anyone here is listening in and that they have an illness in their body, I pray, Lord, whatever medication they're taking, that you would turn it into the mud that Jesus placed on that man's eyes and that healing would flow through their bodies right now. And I also pray, Father, for anyone who's suffering with any kind of a sickness or illness right now, that they would go and claim the promises of Jesus where it said in John chapter 9, this happened so the power of God could be seen in him. Let's make that personal to them, Father. Let's ask that the people who are receiving this prayer would simply say that this has happened to me so that the power of God could be seen in me and people would give glory to God. So, Father, I believe that. I believe it's going to take place. I believe that it's happening even now. And I thank you for it in advance. And I thank you, God, for what you've done. And Lord, how you're going to use these folks and their healing, Father, to be an example of their faith and your power, Lord, and your glory. And I'll give you praise and honor for it now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I tell you, there's so many things that we can read in the scriptures that make such a major, major difference in our lives. You know, after the healing started taking place in my body, my wife and I started reading all the scriptures on healing. I just simply took a list of them out and believed for those healings would take place in my body. And I found one scripture that made a huge impact on in my faith and made me feel stronger. And my relationship with the Lord was getting better and better all the time. But I I pray it to this day, and it's found in Luke chapter 17 and verse number 19. It has to do with the story of Jesus healing the 10 people of leprosy. And, you know, these stories that we read, they should increase our faith. Now, I don't want you to look at them and say, yeah, but I'm never going to pray for a leper. Yeah, but you'll pray for somebody with cancer, which is just as bad. Or you'll pray for someone with a, a disease or an illness or a marriage that's fallen apart or a business that's falling apart. They're serious things. And we need to have this kind of faith on our side and the promises of God on our side when we pray in faith for those that have great needs. So I'm going to read a little bit about the 10 healed of leprosy. It's found in Luke chapter 17, starting at verse 11. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village, there 10 lepers stood at a distance crying out, Master Jesus, have mercy on us. So it says here that Jesus looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Now see, they had to take a step of faith and it says, on, it's basically on their way, as they were on their way to show the priests of Jesus' power, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Now, one of them, just listen to it, only one though, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. In verse 17, listen to this. This is the one that I claim all the time. In verse 17, it says, Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? 
Has no one returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, here are the words that are so powerful, stand up and go, your faith has healed you. Matter of fact, I say that every single day in my prayer time. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that Luke 17, 19 tells me that my faith has healed me. I claim that promise as you gave that promise to that one who was healed. And Father, I just pray that we would take that scripture now into our lives and let it become alive. When God does something for us, we need to tell other people about it. You know, the other day I took a delivery. A guy came up to the door and he delivered something that was something we were waiting for. And when it came in, I thanked him. I said, I really appreciate you delivering today and working on this day. And he says, oh, that's fine. And I said, you know, I'm just thankful that I'm alive. And he said, he stopped. And he looked and he said, oh. I said, yeah, I just want to tell you, you know, seven years ago, I was told by the doctors that I may only have six months to live, but the healing power of Jesus came over my body and the medication they gave gave me, we claimed it as the healing power of God. And I was cleansed and healed. And now I walk here healed in Jesus' name. And he said, well, that's amazing. I guess, I guess there's a plan for your life. And I said, isn't that amazing to think that God gave me healing and now gave me the opportunity to share it with you. And so think about that. Think about the opportunities we'll have to share our faith and to share the good things that have happened to us. Look at those 10, those who were healed of leprosy, 10 of them, and only one came back and thanked Jesus and gave glory to God for us. So whenever you've had anything good happen in your life, let people know that the source of that goodness, the, the source of that blessing, the source of that healing came from the Lord Jesus Christ, that he's our healer and he's the one that takes care of every need that we have. So I want you to walk in faith and be like that one leper who was healed and come back to Jesus and say thank you and let others know of the healing power of Jesus. That will cause our faith to grow and will also encourage others to have the faith that they need to meet whatever they're going through in their life. Now, the Bible tells us that we are all given a measure of faith. And as I close this podcast, we need to address using our faith. I mean, put it to use. Now, that reminds me of an old statement, something that I grew up with. My dad would tell me this. He'd say, well, you need to use it or to lose, or you'll lose it. And I believe that relates to our bodies. I believe it relates to our faith. Let me give you an example. If we don't use our muscles, they get weaker and weaker. Now, we don't lose our muscles, but it becomes weaker. I believe it is the same with our faith. We don't lose our faith if we don't use it, but our faith becomes weaker and weaker if we don't use our faith. So we've got to learn how to use our faith, step out in faith, and believe it for ourselves and believe it for others. Let me close up this particular podcast by giving you a couple scriptures and make a couple comments on them. The one that I like is found in Romans 8 verse 38 and 39. It's in the New Living Translation. It's really a very powerful scripture to help us continue to keep our faith. It says here, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. I read that because I want you to understand that the love that God has for you, he gave you his grace and you received it by faith. And then Jesus stepped in and became the author of your faith and the perfecter of your faith. And so therefore, God loved you so that you'll have an ongoing relationship with him through Jesus Christ and through the Holy Spirit who then is with us and walking with us. 
We've got to remember that we shouldn't be Christians that are up one day and down the next day. A walk of faith should be a walk that's consistent, that's faithful, that's focused on who Jesus is and what he's done in our life. So I just pray that this message today on faith and on really talk more about grace than I plan to, but message also on grace will be a blessing to you and be helpful to you and you should be able to walk in faith and be an encouragement to others as they see your faith. And that if you get any sickness or illness at all, whatever you get, give glory to God about the healing when it takes place. When that sickness comes on, you can even let people know, you know, the only reason I'm going through this, the only reason I got this head cold is so that other people will see that God did something in my life and I'm healed of it. We can actually take our faith so far that every little thing that happens in our life, we give God the glory for it and give him the honor because he tells us in his word that he'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us. He tells us he's a very present help in times of trial. And so whatever we're going through, remember the only reason you're going through it is because when you get through it, God will receive the glory for it and people will see the hand of God working in your life and in your faith. So I'm going to read this last scripture as we close up this podcast. It's found in James chapter 5, verse 13, maybe a couple verses after that. Let me read this to you in the New Living Translation. Listen to this when we talk about having faith and the kind of powerful faith that we need to go through life. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith, listen to that, will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Verse 16, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Listen to this, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So I pray that that scripture will help you and give you confidence to realize that God wants us to walk in faith, walk in strength, walk in confidence of who he is. Jesus is, remember, he's the author of your faith and the perfecter. He's with you. He can't perfect it in you unless he stays with you. And he does that through the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit living in your life. So I pray that this has helped you have a greater understanding of the gift of faith, an understanding of where it came from, why we have it, and how to operate in faith. So with that, I'll do a quick closing prayer. Father, thank you for this opportunity I've had to bring this message on faith to those who are listening in today. I pray, Lord, that they would tell their family and friends and associates at work that we're having this series and that they could get those folks to tune into it. And I believe it'll be a blessing to them. So I just pray in Jesus' name that faith would be strong and bold and those who've listened in and they would share it with others, Father, each and every day. I pray that they would be active with their faith, Father, and give you all the glory and honor for what you've done in Jesus' name. I once again hope that's just been a blessing to you and I'd like to encourage you if you want to know more about Quality Christian Living Podcasts, you could go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com and when you pull up my webpage, you'll be able to see a link there to all the podcasts that we've done. There are now 194 of them in a period of about a little over a year and a half. And there's many topics. I believe there'll be a blessing to you. There's series on faith, series on the gifts of the Spirit, feelings on how to operate in the Spirit, series on finances and getting out of debt and generosity and what prosperity is. So a lot of messages that'll help you live a quality Christian life. And that's why we've established this podcast series. If you 
like to get additional information about these teachings, you can also, on my webpage, see a reference to a number of books that I've written on, on many of these topics because a lot of the things that I speak on are taken from the books that I've written. I've been blessed to be able to complete six of them, and I'm working on a couple of new ones right now. There's a new one going to be coming out maybe in probably going to be a few months, but it's going to be one I'm really excited about because it's going to give people an opportunity to increase their faith, and it's called Faith for Miracles. You know, some people think that miracles have come to an end, but they have not because God's Word tells us that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I believe that, and I claim that. And so I'm writing a book about it because I believe I can give you examples of miracles in my life and in the lives of those that I know because God's faith was in operation. In addition to that, if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'll be continuing our series on faith, and the title of our next podcast is Having Faith for Abundant Living. Now, you know, title of our podcast in general is Quality Christian Living, and it has to do with living the abundant life. And I look back at the number of podcasts I've done, and I've never really done an entire podcast on what I believe is one of God's promises for us, and that is to live the abundant life. In John 10.10, Jesus basically says, I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. It also said in the beginning of that verse that the devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. So we're going to jump into that next week and talk about how our faith can help us live an abundant, overcoming, and a quality Christian life. So I believe you're going to be blessed by it. I'm really looking forward to it, and I pray that you'll listen in next week. So let me just close with this statement. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you. May you receive the faith that you desire in your life. May you operate in that faith and give God all the glory and all the praise for it taking place in your life. And I'll thank you once again for listening in today. And I look forward to our next podcast. May God richly bless you.